And what happens is you get so much momentum obsessing about the problem, it is virtually impossible to find a rational solution. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hello and welcome to Connect Back In. This is Morgan King, your host. And as always, thank you for taking the time to press play and to be here today. I'm not sure what I'm going to call this episode. I'll figure it out after I'm done. Originally, it was this idea that it all comes down to your thoughts because it does um, whatever you think is your reality. And more so bringing up an example that I experienced because I love sharing those. I feel like even when I'm going through it, even if it's a crappy experience, I'm like, oh God, I can't wait to do a podcast episode on this because if I'm experiencing it, I know there's someone out there that is as well. And in addition to the thought part of it, it's really about solving a problem. And especially when it comes to a problem you see with someone else, not see with someone else, but you experience. So maybe we call those enemies. I hate throwing that word out, but it's kind of true. And really your enemies are oftentimes mirroring back to you something that you feel is true about yourself and, or it triggers something within you that bothers you. And so it's really this idea of an enemy being a mirror. And in some spiritual books, they'll say that we should send them a check for services rendered because it really is an opportunity for you to better understand yourself, why this person is triggering you, what you're making it mean, which really stems from your thoughts, um, and how to figure it out and work through it so that you can become stronger and grow and learn and reframe beliefs that maybe don't serve you. An example of this that I've used before is if you're 5'2 and someone tries to insult you and calls you tall, you're not going to take offense to that. You'll just be like, they're crazy because I'm not tall. But if someone told you you were loud or you aren't likable or you're annoying, or you're not successful, that could bother you because maybe those are beliefs that ring true to you, that hurt you and trigger you. And there's a part of you that believes in that because similar to the tall example, if it didn't resonate with you, you'd just brush it off. I'm worthy. I'm enough. I'm successful. Like they're crazy, right? In relation to the tall example, but it's not always that easy and it can be hard to identify in the moment. So I will share the story of what happened to me and hopefully it can help you if you're dealing with a challenging individual right now, because it really is a great opportunity for you to learn more about yourself and to grow. So I won't use names, um, but I am a realtor if you don't already know. And it was an experience with another realtor. Long story short, 
she and I didn't see eye to eye. And I definitely could have handled the situation better. We were in an escrow together. I was representing the seller. She was representing the buyer. And my sellers were just irritated. And instead of absorbing that energy and then re-presenting it on the other side, which is what I do no matter what, if my clients are frustrated or if an agent on the other side is frustrated, I absorb that information, take what's necessary, reframe it, and then present it to the other side without the negative energy. And I've found that that now it takes a lot of work for sure for me. And that's why I practice meditation and I really focus on the foundation of my being, but I found that to be the most successful way. And in this particular instance, I'm so close with my clients. We're really good friends that I didn't handle it very well. So long story short, in hindsight, I could have handled the situation better, but we were great. We were getting along, escrow had closed. And then just a few weeks later, the property was listed for sale that they had just bought. And because I had listed it before, I had clients who were interested in seeing it. Um, I wanted to know what had happened. I was hopeful that nothing bad happened to her clients or to her. Um, And she wasn't getting back to me. So I called a few times. I texted. And she also did a few things that were somewhat illegal um, in the real estate world. I won't mention those here because I ended up not wanting to pursue that to not take my piece away. But long story short, she wasn't getting back to me. So I finally got a email from her because I was like, Hey, what's going on? You know, I hope you're okay. I'm just checking in. And she's like, I got your communications. There's nothing to discuss. All showing instructions are in the MLS. And I got that email. And I don't know if anyone, I know most of you probably can relate when you've gotten an email or someone's told you something that your heart starts beating so hard out of your chest. I got hot my mouth gets cottony and I just got hysterical. I made that email mean that I'm not likable, even though I was trying to make her like me. She didn't like me and I didn't know why. What did I do wrong? Why doesn't she like me? That I'm not perfect and that I'm not a good real estate agent. So just that what she emailed, which said none of that, it said, I got your communications There's nothing to discuss informations in the MLS. I made it mean through my thoughts and my beliefs about myself, those various things. And it was really hard. And I cried a lot and was irrational. But I'm now outside of the experience so grateful because I know that none of those things are true. I learned that through a few days of reprocessing and reframing, but it's an opportunity when I share this with you is what are you making it mean if you're frustrated with someone that maybe you're not heard, that you're not lovable, that you're not worthy, that you're not enough. Maybe it's triggering something within you. And when you can have awareness around that, it gives you such a beautiful opportunity to then go in and figure it out and understand why. So I have a process for this of what I did, which I can talk about it now. It doesn't bother me. Um, I honestly ended up looking back at the email and was like, I can't believe I made these words mean all that. But it's, it's true. It's real and it's human. And I like being vulnerable about it with you because I'm sure at one time or another, you've experienced it if you're not experiencing it now. So 
how I solved this was step one is allowing myself to feel my feelings. So this doesn't mean reacting to the situation. When you are at your angriest, do not respond to the other person. That is your ego. That is your fear-based brain. It will not result well. So I wrote a mock email that I resent to myself. I do that a lot and cried and felt whatever emotion that came up. And I really didn't even understand what was happening, kind of. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm so triggered. So I let that happen for about an hour, honestly, which is a long time, but maybe you need five minutes. Homegirl needed an hour. So then I gave myself that time to process it. And then step two is completely redirect. So your brain may tell you otherwise. It tells you obsess about this issue to find a solution. And what happens is you get so much momentum obsessing about the problem, it is virtually impossible to find a rational solution. And as Albert Einstein has stated, you cannot solve your problem with the same thinking you used when creating it. So the brain that created the problem that I'm not likable, I'm not perfect, I'm not a good agent, that brain can't solve this problem. So what do I need to do? I need to redirect, completely think about something else. And this can be hard. This can be challenging because when you say to yourself, this is two separate or this is a separate thing, actually, I want to point this out. Sometimes we'll say, I'm not going to think about that. Now, that's the worst thing you can do because you're going to build momentum about trying not to think about it and then get hard on yourself and mad at yourself for continuing to think about it, which, like I said, if you have a train going 800 miles an hour one direction, you can't just turn the train around and go 800 the other direction. You have to slow it down. It has to turn around. There's a process with this. And so the way in which you do this is you literally stop and redirect your focus onto something else. So Maybe I start listening to a podcast and go for a walk. Maybe I call a friend. Maybe I bake something. Maybe I do a Peloton workout. Maybe I just dive into a completely other work experience with clients and agents that I love. Um, But I don't talk about it. I don't relive the situation over and over and over again, because again, that is not going to solve the problem. That is what your fear-based brain wants you to do. And it really digs you deep into a hole that will not get you very far. So completely redirect is step number two. Step number three, so once you've gotten yourself to a better state of mind through the redirect, so you've gone, you've listened to some music that reminded you of a trip that you took with some friends, or you call a girlfriend and you let her talk about her life. And she's talking about her successful pizza business, like one of my girlfriends is launching right now. And it gets you out of that fear-based mind and you're in a better state of mind. Then you can revisit the problem. So you can go back. I could go back to the email, which I did. And I read it and could not believe that I made that meaning about the email. It didn't even bother me when I read it, but I took a step back and I analyzed what did I make this mean? Why was this so hurtful to me? What within me got triggered? And this can be challenging. So this is step three. You might go into it and you might dive right back into the obsessiveness of the issue. If that's the case, you're not ready to revisit the problem yet get back away, go back and completely redirect, go back to step two. 
So when you get to a space where you can revisit the problem and you don't get that pumping in your chest, you don't get sweaty, you don't get cotton mouth, then you can take a step back and figure out what am I making this mean? And this might take a little while, this process. Don't anticipate it to be done within a matter of minutes or even hours. You might even have to sleep on it. Come back to it and say, why did this make me so upset? Like, what about these words did I get triggered by? And step four is allowing yourself time and grace. So what I used to do, especially when I got into the spiritual world, is I'd always say this isn't worth my peace. I choose peace over this. If it's fear or something that brought me down and I would ignore it and what we resist persists. So I would do that thing that I mentioned before that you shouldn't do is I'm not going to think about this. This doesn't bother me. I'm not going to let her take my power away. But all said and all well said, right? That's good intention. But in reality, it was taking over and I was giving my power away to it. And that's okay. You sometimes have to go through the problem in order to come out on the other side and then say, oh, wow, I can't believe I let her take my power away. And that these beliefs that I made this email mean were true for me. There's something there that I need to uncover. And so if you can just say, if the problem comes along and you're just like, well, that's not going to bother me again, going back to the tall example, then you're fine, right? That's not even an issue. But if you're saying to yourself, I'm not going to let this bother me and it bothers you, not doing anything about it is only going to exacerbate the issue, make it worse and make it more challenging to resolve. So giving yourself time and grace after you've figured out what you made it mean. And there might not be a step-by-step process to fix this feeling within you. So maybe you're you're like me and you make you made it mean that you're not likable and that you're not perfect and that you're not a good per, you're not good at your job. So letting that be there and having awareness around around it and just removing your identity from it. So what I mean by this is me not being a good realtor has nothing to do with my worthiness or who I am. Morgan King is separate from being a realtor. I'm so much more than that as a being, and so are you. So doing your best to remove your identity from these beliefs and thoughts, and then take the steps to dive into why and how you can reframe this belief. So I have a process for this, and this is an example And it's through Abraham Hicks teaching, which I've talked a lot about. You can find them on YouTube. They have tons of books. Um, I believe this process is something called, it's a wheel, focus wheel. It's called the focus wheel. So it basically takes a problem that you have a lot of negative energy about and helps you to slowly reframe. Because again, if we're going 800 this way, we can't go 800 the other way immediately. So how can we reframe this belief and work on this over time? And no, it's not just like an overnight thing, but making it okay to be there, I guess. So in this example specifically, the thought that I have that doesn't serve me, that I made this email mean, is this agent does not like me no matter what I do. I'm not a good agent. I'm not likable. That's what I made this whole thing mean. And what I want to get to is this has nothing to do with me. I am a great agent and a lot of wonderful people love and care about me. Now that seems very far-fetched when you are at the original statement, right? 
So you can't get there from there. You can't find the solution with the problem mind, but you can take baby steps to get there. So it goes like this. I'm going to share a few examples with you, and maybe you can try this with a problem that you're facing. So just going really general. I really love what I do. I enjoy it when I get along with other agents. I don't really know why this agent is mad at me, and she may have other things going on in her life that cause her to feel this way. Perhaps just the way I was triggered was the way I was triggering her as well. I'm doing all right. I'm always doing the best that I can. I get along with everyone else I work with. I'm grateful that this experience highlighted a belief I can work on reframing. My clients really do enjoy working with me. I'm really great at what I do. And then the next one is the result. This has nothing to do with me. I'm a great agent and a lot of wonderful people love and care about me. So that was like a quick, brief process, but you get the idea. You kind of start from the bottom, you go very vague, you go very general, and just think of positive or neutral statements to bring up your energy and emotions around this thought. And you're just reframing the thought. All thoughts are perspectives. And you have the opportunity, if you have awareness around what you're thinking, to reframe those beliefs. To think what you want to think is to think the truth regardless of appearances. I'm going to say that again. To think what you want to think is to think the truth regardless of appearances. And yes, I recognize it sounds crazy, but thoughts really drive feelings, which drive energy. And we allocate results, action to build that energy for us. So as I've mentioned in multiple podcasts before, like the idea of the there. So once I get this money, once I get this car, once I get this job, then I'll feel good enough. Then I'll feel et cetera. But you can feel those feelings now and create that energy now. So you can have the thought that you already have that thing and create that energy now, which is the whole point of you wanting to achieve that thing. So what an incredible power that we hold within ourselves. And just kind of a side topic here in regards to thoughts and how I felt that this email meant I wasn't perfect. Perfection can be a challenging thing because there is no level of achievement. As Lauren Allen had mentioned um, in an interview I'll be launching, I think following this one, Um, she talked about how she did a podcast episode about enough and how it's not a unit of measurement and neither is perfection. Perfection isn't a achievement or a milestone. It is the recognition of what you already are. So thinking you're perfect means you're perfect because there's no way to define what perfection is. Doing everything right, well, my version of right might be different from your version of right and their version of right. And mine actually might change from time to time. So depending on when you catch me, you might be perfect, you might not be perfect. And so what a beautiful thought to just say, I I know it sounds generic, but like I'm perfect just as I am. Like I already am perfect. The sage 
or like the old stage story goes where someone is looking for enlightenment and travels beyond seas and mountains and they go through all these challenges and then they get to the top of the mountain where they're supposed to find enlightenment and they open the door and there's a mirror. And that is the analogy that you already hold within you everything that you desire. And all your desires are there because you believe you will become a different person once you achieve those things. And there definitely is a path. But if you can say, I'm enlightened now, I'm perfect now, then all the rest of that is gravy. I feel like I integrate that into almost every episode. (laughs) But that's why I'm here, baby. That's why I'm doing this is connect back into who you are. And who you are is everything. But actually, it's who you believe you are. Because that's your truth. There is no true version of Morgan that everyone agrees upon in the entire world that I'm supposed to be. That's up to me what that looks like. And it's always changing and it's always evolving. But if I can accept that it's always going to be perfect because I'm always doing the best that I can and like I'm already there, then we can actually enjoy this one and only life that we have. Life's too short to let your enemies take you down or to dwell on not being good enough because you already are. Just think of how much time, I mean, even in my life I've wasted or the chances I didn't take or the things I didn't do because I didn't think I was good enough. You are. Just pretend if you can't get on board with that and you'll prove it to yourself by pretending. There will be evidence that will come up that will validate that thought and prove to you that you are. So just give it a shot, give it a try. I hope these steps helped you as an outline, just to recap, um, when you are trying to solve a, an issue, number one, allow yourself to feel your feelings. Number two, completely redirect. So don't obsess about the issue. Go do something that makes you happy so you can get out of the pit. Number three, once you've gotten yourself to a better state of mind, revisit the problem. Number four, allow yourself time and grace because there might not be a step-by-step process. And then number five was the focus wheel and trying to reframe the belief by taking the statement of negativity, creating a statement of positivity that you're hoping to reframe it to, and then bridging the gap by going general and then more specific and finding a thought that feels better. So I hope you found this valuable today. If you did, please uh, share this with a friend rate it, review it. Um, I always appreciate those notes and messages that I hear from everybody. Um, Just keeps me going, keeps me fired up to continue doing this. And as always, stay safe out there. And until next time. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In. And thank you for listening.